Okay, God, how do you even do a podcast? That's a great question. <clears throat> I got some elderflower juice with me, which is really nice. Just talk about your elderflower juice, mate. That's what the fucking people want to hear. Yeah, it's actually made by Charlotte's mum because they had a load of elderflowers growing because they're really middle class. So she made some elderflower like cordial. I don't know the difference in cordial and squash. One's posh. And the other's squash. And also Charlotte's mum does sound like a posh brand. Like a very sort of like <laughs> conservative brand of cordials. <laughs> I've got a Charlotte's mum peach schnapps. <laughs> Would you oh. like to try it? Yes, I will have some. <laughs> With my Linda McCartney sausages. Oh, very good. Okay. <clears throat> Hello there team, how are you doing? Welcome to episode 45 of the Poddy C. My name is Stumpy. My name is Carl. And this is officially, unofficially, the least scripted intro that I've ever done. It literally just True. says intro on the Google Doc and then it says merch plug. So, well, you, you, <sighs> I've given, got a problem with that. Why? I'm giving that a sigh. Yeah, because we haven't done a podcast in about a month and you want to do an intro Patreon. that you haven't even bothered to write. And then the first Patreon. thing you want to do is, is plug our tat. Stream. Tell them to buy our shit jumpers and hats and Patreons. Where can they buy them at, though? Shop.subpar.gg? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think. If people couldn't tell, uh, I set up that URL. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yes. If you fancy it, go there, get that. Otherwise, patrons, fuck you. Fuck all you patrons, but, you know, fuck you for sticking about. Because there has been a gap in podcasts, and my word, a lot has happened. In this episode, we're going to be talking about where we've been, and what we've been doing, and where we've been working, because you might have seen us on other mediums. Mm -hmm. The fact that RLCSX is here, we're going to go through the format, and we are going to get into the down and dirty of what exactly went on, because it looks amazing. We've also got... Um, news about iIgnite and him retiring, and then we're mm. going to be talking about Liquid joining Rocket League and ending it off with a new video that we've released, a sequel to Bad Habits 1, Bad Habits 2. Easy. <laughs> to Cole. Yeah, mate. Where have we been, mate? Where have we been? We have been mixing our time between a lot of Rocket League stuff, and I would say more in the case of you, which I'll, I'll let you describe, of course, real life stuff but with regards to the rocket league stuff mm. uh, this all comes down from psionics's amazing push for the community takeover over june and july where they had i think three hundred fifty thousand dollars, which they sent towards rocket baguette they sent towards johnny boy and jorby and dazarin and uh gold rush and so many sort of like to's and just said look mm. here's 10 grand you want to do a 1v1 tournament sure you want to do a drop shot thing hey good luck to you and they let all these to's experiment and i think the results have been fantastic now i'll be completely honest not everything i've seen would i say has worked but just like some of it i've liked some of it i haven't liked which is fine because i'm it's sure that experimental the, exactly that's what we've always said which is awesome. we've always said hey try a fucking drop shot rumble tournament if it works do it again if it doesn't we tried it and that is okay so thank exactly. you again psionics for just giving these creative people that opportunity it's been quality the the main thing that I've really enjoyed seeing, it was on quite late in EU, um, but it was the BTS uh, Wheel and Deal, their summer shuffle. Mm -hmm. It was so funny. I think that's the best way to describe that entire tournament. I saw not very much of it, but the bits that I did see were like, okay, for some reason it's NRG versus Space Station, and they're playing Boomer Mode Drop Shot, and Squishy gets a double flip reset, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is happening, but I'm so into everything. It's It's been very experimental, it's been really cool, and one thing that I hope comes from this is that Psionics look at what community tournaments have done, namely to do with the production side of things, mm. and they take that on to then have that uh, for their premier broadcast, like RLCS X that we're going to get to, where the boost overlay, every single or, um, every single um, competition yeah. so far mm -hmm. that has been using a boost overlay, they've done it a bit differently, and I really like that they've done um, they've they've utilised it in different ways. I think my favourite utilisation of it has been it was last night or the night before was Rocket Baguette, and they were doing their Summer Grand Prix. And my favourite thing from it was a stat screen. 
at the end, I don't know if you saw my tweet, Cole. I did, actually, yeah. seen it generally, but I tweeted a picture of, of the stat screen, and somebody replied saying, this looks like football. Like, you've got... You've got like possession stats. You've mm-hmm. got the demos. You've got so many things in there, and it was beautiful stuff like that. Where it's just picking up all the info as the game goes along. A couple of things that I wasn't keen on um, were the um, what was it? The they swap big player picture coming on when you were spectating them, and then switch to another player, and then it pops up for them. But again, I think a few people said that, and I think that's really good because then it's like, okay, how can we utilize that better? Can we just do it for goal replays, for example? Can we wait until we're doing a highlights reel package and then we can have a bit more controls and feel as flashy? But stuff like that, we're learning how it works. And it's awesome. Everything's so thematic. It all feels so different and new and fresh and vibrant. And I fucking love it. You mentioned uh, Grand Prix yourself. For me, my favourite one that I've seen has been the APL esports event, the kickoff Middle East and the kickoff Asia. It was so minimalist but also so classy. Every single Mm. piece of information that was there was information you dearly want. Now, they've been a lot more simple than the Grand Prix. The Grand Prix have basically torn up the existing uh, Mm. overlays and started again, which is is, is a great idea, and they have every right to do that, whereas the kickoff had a different um, plan. They basically kept what was already there, so they kept the boost number in the bottom right, and they mm-hmm. kept the slightly controversial um, stats thing in the bottom left. Which I'm not against. I know a lot of people aren't a fan of it. I'm not against it by any means. I wouldn't mourn if it disappeared and never came back. Yeah. But I'm not pushing for it to be changed. But yeah, they, they kept both those things. And around that, they put on a really clean overlay where they had obviously the sort of classic scoreboard on top. And also really mm-hmm. small boost overlays left and right. Yeah, they're a really good size. For my tastes, it was the perfect amount of UI to game... Uh, the relationship there was ideal. It was yeah. well-weighted between them both. But hey, the fact that we're discussing different mm. overlays, what a great discussion to have. A year ago, we could not have had this debate. It's awesome. It's so good. I don't want to say that, you know, Sion has got their idea from looking at TRRLCS at all, where we, I'm pretty sure, were the first ever tournament in Rocket League to have had a boost overlay created by our mod, Dan MB, who I believe... <laughs> As far as I know, now I might be wrong on this, I'm pretty sure that part of the code for our boost overlay is now in every boost overlay. We were the original seed. We are the P that started everything. And now there's P shoots all over the shop. We are the Git repository that all the other coders do a Git pull and then a Git push from and to. You don't know coding. You need to start. I know what git is, and I know that you git pull and you git push. And also... <laughs> I, know you, I know you're a git. I work... I mean, that, that's, that's the... <laughs> do you know what, Stuff? You are the first person to realise that git is also an insult. Well oh, done. Really? Yeah, that that's is mad. that is original content from that's Stumpy really Goblin. Awesome. But when I, when I sort of had a real job at the office, it was in a tech company, and they used this thing called git, where basically all the code is in a big pie and that is git right and then you take out a slice of your pie and you work on a feature and you're sort of doing that independently and then when you've sort of uh added your code to your feature you push it back in and that always terrified me because when you push it you're pushing it back into the whole pie which means that everyone sort of gets the code that you've changed and if i'm changing like a string to say a different word like there's a full stop out of place so i worked in the english as opposed to the coding i change it and i do a git push and i'll be like to my boss are you sure you want me to push this into the code that everyone is using? I haven't accidentally installed a kill switch, which is going to kill our business. It just terrified me. It was a very scary thing. That does sound thing. scary. Yeah, it was. I don't know. It's, like, it's like working on... I guess it's like turning off the, the, um, the fuse box when you're working on something in the wall. And it's like, okay, yeah. if I turn this back on and you smell smoke, I'm turning <laughs> this immediately back yeah. off. I do not want this to burn down. Exactly. But yeah, there's been um, loads and loads of community events. Uh, the reason why we've been away um, is because we have been casting and hosting a load of them uh, we casted fusion and salt mine 2 called to the qualifiers i did not for reasons which we'll get into mm-hmm. um and we also hosted apl's the kickoff for both middle east and asia and it's been really cool to work with different groups of people because normally when we're casting uh, bits and bobs you, you sort of get yourself into a little bit of a bubble which is mm-hmm. fine because that's sort of the role of casters like you sort of go off during your games and then you might sort of look at notes and sort of chat to people um in between but it's been really nice as hosting to have people come in that we've never spoken to before a load of the um australian guys are doing the um uh asian side of uh, the kickoff it was uh, max and gex they were really cool to chat to because i don't think i ever would have chatted to them otherwise mm-hmm. they're really cool guys um 
And yeah, it was just, it's been really cool. And I've, I like the fact that it's also been a good chance for community um, casters to be able to spread their wings a little bit, flex how they cast, um, and kind of get involved with these events sponsored by Sonics. It's a really good thing to have on the have on the resume. I've said it on Twitter, but I want to reiterate it here again in case anybody missed my tweet. Retwitterate. Uh, say again? Retwitterate. Johnny Boy underscore I. That man okay. has done so much for so many different casters. Basically, he, he very easily could have taken the, the Saltmine 2 prize, but in particular I'm thinking here, and chucked it all on his stream and sort of hoarded all those viewers and made sure mm-hmm. it was a Johnny Boy thing. But he, without being asked to at all, offered uh subpar so me and at the time greg and kasumpi was away mm-hmm. um craftman was able to cast a bunch of them he yep. got damascus on to his stream and everybody fell in love with damascus for the main event as well though yeah shogun so there were just there. shogun of course so there were so many streamers and so many people who were able to showcase their skills mm. in essentially johnny boy's world because he is mr 1v1 and again he would have had every right to say no, no, no mm-hmm. you know i know they seem the best it makes sense to me to do it but he, he shared the love and the wealth around and he didn't have to and it's just been such a huge opportunity for so mm. many casters myself included as well so the first um regional finals he sent me a message and asked me to cast it with him and i'd not casted with johnny on johnny's channel yet and it was an eu 1v1 between jureas and khalid and I was like, oh my god, this is a scary thing. But obviously Joe he's Reyes. amazing and he was he was very good at sort of... Uh... Did you notice that when we were on the NA side, obviously our NA1v1 knowledge is something we had to learn as we went. Which Johnny also helped with. Exactly, he did. And did you notice that when he was asking us questions about who do you think to win, he'd be like, um, be like oh, Stumpy, Lion Blaze is really good defensively. Do you think that will help him out in this matchup? Basically giving you a leading question. So you can say, oh yeah, everyone knows about Lion Blaze's defense. Yeah, yeah, Lion Blaze. And then I've got, I can look at a stat that I've got in like, <laughs> what, like Shogun also had like sheets that he was um, providing like a template for that we then filled in um, together. Yeah. And it was really good. Like, honestly, Johnny, I tweeted it so many times. I am simping for Johnny. Yeah, hard. me too. He is... As people, I know this is like from a few years ago. People had their issues with Johnny for whatever reason. There is literally no reason right now that anybody should have any animosity towards that man. He is Rocket League esports would be a different place without him. The one v one scene would not exist. People might not have heard of Scrub Killer. People might not have had First Killer or Lion Blaze or mm-hmm. any of these guys have risen up through Johnny's streams. Through his uh, show matches, he is one of the biggest positing driving forces for Rocket League. And I am so, so pleased that he is now getting money to host tournaments. I threw in Civic as well, who's been a massive mm. driving force. Um, Sionics are getting him on for broadcast. Obviously, he was interviewing uh, RLCS 8 LAN. It's, he's, I am a Johnny Boy simp. Fucking come at me. I love him <laughs> so much. He's been good, hasn't he? He is. He has been fantastic yeah. for so many reasons. And also, he um, and Shogun casted the finals of Beyond the Summit, and I had mm-hmm. it on in the kitchen while I was like washing the dishes or something. And then uh, my girlfriend, Anaya, she was in the lounge, and she was just sort of hearing the commentary, not actively listening, but just hearing bits and pieces. And when they were laughing, I could hear her chuckling along because they had <laughs> such a good vibe, and you could tell they were having yeah. so much fun that she was sort of genuinely getting into it, which I've not really seen from her with Rocket League. So they sort of definitely cool. hit that note and BTS hit that note as well. So there you go. That's just a nice little nice little aside to share. Yay. Yeah, no, yeah. They've done a really, really good job. Is that a dog um, I hear barking? Uh, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's a dog doing barking? <laughs> so um, another place where we have been... It, <laughs> I think he's playing downstairs. Um, another place where we have been is me and my girlfriend have bought a house together. Hey. And now a homeowner, which is fun. Um, and I was moving on the week that Salt Mine 2 qualifiers were all happening, so I couldn't get involved with that. Greg and also very kindly stepped in and was working alongside you, Cole. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, we used to live in like a little flat. And then we bought a house. We were meant to... We saw it originally in January. And then we were meant to move in uh, April. Then we were meant to move in May. And then we finally moved at the end of June... Um, we've been here for about three weeks now or so. We've mm-hmm. got a garden. It, we got everything. It's awesome. It's so good. You got a window. I got a window. You can see it. You guys can't see me, but there's a window there. Uh, I can't wait for the comments thumb. saying, I wish I'd stop talking about things we can see when we can't see the podcasts. Shut up. 
Hey, Cole, nice flag. Oh, cheers, man. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, 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 no worries, man. Yeah, do you like my shelves? They're quite good as well. You don't have any. Stop lying to the people. So, <laughs> um, and yeah, so uh, yeah, we ended up um, on Saturday. Uh, we adopted a, uh, a rescue dog. He's a six-month-old um, puppy. He was a stray in Romania, um, and he was uh, brought over to the UK. We didn't know this, but they said when they got him over... Um, his way from getting to Romania to the UK was a four-day bus ride. Oh, they t- they yeah 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 they, they like take him like on the bus as opposed to like planes and stuff. But you still need a passport. So he's got a little doggy passport. Um, we have no idea what breed he is, but he's a big boy. He is a big fella. You can look at my Twitter and my Instagram and see many many pictures of little Enzo. Is his name? That was his name that we were given uh, that he was given by his foster parents. And we just sort of stuck with it because uh, we've got a lot of things to train him on. Because obviously he was a stray, he's got a few issues, but he's getting very good. He's learning how to sit. He's done such a good job <laughs> at learning how to sit. He's absolutely fucking killing it. So good you sent for him. me a picture earlier on Stumpy because you're explaining to me that his whole life he's been sort of used to sort of lying down, sort of relatively sort of uncomfortable floors. So we sort of got used yeah. to it. He sort of enjoys it. And um, you've been telling me that you've been wanting to get him a, a, a little doggy basket, but you've been saying, mm. oh, I bet he's not going to sit in it, the little shit, because he's used to not. Yeah. And you sent me a picture today of him literally lying next to his dog basket, just looking at it while lying on the carpet, being as Bollocks. happy as Larry. <laughs> he's a little knobhead. But yeah, he's, he, he's been lying next to his big bed. Um, but he's also, he's been, he's been digging a bit as well. Me and Chaz did some gardening. And um, I planted a nice passion flower. Really nice passion flower. It's going to like climb up a trellis and everything. Cool. Yeah, I know. And um, he's been digging the shit out of it. And so I've covered it. I've covered like the, the base of it with bricks. I'm like, no, you get away from my flower. That's my passion flower. You piss off. You need to get yeah. some like tiger poo or something and put it in the soil. I know that cats hate that. I presume that dogs do too. But that's how you deter cats from coming into your garden. You put like a big old tiger poo somewhere. Did you know that? <laughs> Your life is true. Can you, pro- can you procure tiger poo from places easily? Is that anything? Let's Google it. It might be lion poo. It's, it's some sort poo. of big cat. Tiger poo. To it makes deter sense. Cats. Silent raw lion manure. Oh, mate, that's a great name. <laughs> that is. Cat repellent keeps lovely tender borders free from cats' poops. There you go. The pellets are soaked in real essence of lion dung, dried and sterilised. When I used to live in Ipswich, so this was up until about year six, up about age twelve. Uh, we lived in like a sort of an attached two three bed house like your normal sort of your classic house we lived in one of those right and the yeah. back garden it was sort of connected to a million other gardens and it was just filled with cat poo all the time Ugh. we couldn't even cats go on our grass because for some reason they were like they were like special cats they didn't they didn't bury it they just did it and then just left it there which is so unlike cats Cats fucking suck. And at some point, our garden had been designated the the toilet, so there's not much we could do about that. But then we found out years later that's what we should have done: this lion poo or tiger poo thing. Could you have just done a poo in the garden, and that would have like warned it off? Do you think? I tried, and they just came and joined me. It was really weird. <laughs> Imagine your mum looking out the window. They see a little little Emil in the in the garden, squatting down with thirty cats around him, all having a shit. I was I was like the feral boy of Ipswich Town, going around with the cats and sort of invading people's bins and pooing. <laughs> you go to their porch and poo on their door handle. It's like fuck off, Emil. My mum tried to take me to a zoo once to the lion enclosure. I was like, ah, no, there. <laughs> I was terrified. Crazy. Um. So yeah, uh, lots and lots of things have happened, um, which is fun. Um, but yeah, there's, it, it's been a big old learning experience. It turns out dogs don't come to you sort of like ready trained, mm. which is just mm. sort of. I kind of thought they would, but no, he's 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 a bit of a bit of a nightmare. But he's our little nightmare. We're gonna we're gonna help him out. The thing about dogs is that when they're puppies, and he still is a puppy, even though he's quite big, yeah, he's six but they months sort of old. Nick you, and it feels quite cute. It's like sort of like a, a nice little like it doesn't sort of feel bad yeah. at all, and it's like oh, he's doing a little bite. But then if you don't sort of like, you know, immediately show them the back of your hand for that, then they'll learn that fighting is okay and carry on doing it. Yeah, and suddenly exactly. it's less cute when it's an adult dog. And it's like, ah, oh, you're yeah. just bitten that baby's arm off. That's not ideal. That's don't the thing. That. The, the, the struggle that we're finding is how do we, how do we reward behavior and deter certain behaviors and make sure that there's that sort of, he remembers what we're rewarding him for at the right mm. time. 
um, without sort of accidentally rewarding the wrong thing or punishing the wrong thing. But also, because he's obviously had a troubled past, mm-hmm. then how do we make sure that he's not going to be scared of us at any point? Because um, he, he wears a harness all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and whenever we need to get him inside, Seth, there's like I'm saying in the garden, that he cannot like a cow saying that's trying to get away or whatever. I, I've, I'm sort of grabbing the harness to get him inside, but then that scares him because he's because he's had that obviously abuse in the past mm-hmm. but then also i can't have him attacking a cat so it's, it's struggling to find a balance but i've got some clickers that are arriving today so that when they do a behavior you give them a click and then you reward them for that and just do it like that and if he does a bad behavior you click it and then you um sort of do something else i can't remember i've googled a lot of behavioral things but i can't remember half of them i bloody love inventions like that that just make hard jobs easy like, yeah. like going about poo again, you know, there's those things where you sort of freeze it, you spray it a couple of times and it freezes it and suddenly it's like rock hard to pick up and isn't gross. I've oh, never that seen that. Now. I, I've never what? got it, but it's the fact that it didn't exist and someone thought, I know, I'll invent a thing and then it does. Uh, or, or like a picker upper where you don't have to bend down, you just pull it like a grabber. You know, someone, invent- yeah. someone invented a grabber. Imagine a world where grabbers don't <laughs> exist. What would custodians do? They'd have bad backs. And yet thanks they to the grabber, backs, yeah. they have good backs. I just love that. How, how, how does this work? I don't know. Looking... Does it work? I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot going on with this, to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, he's um yeah we've been toilet training him um sort of slowly as well and everything else. But no, he's um he's a lovely puppy and um he he's getting used to it. One thing that he loves in the evening, every puppy has like a hyper hour. That's like sort of in the evening. His is at around half past six, and he just goes fucking batshit. Like, he just Why? runs around, chews stuff, um, gets really barky. Um, it is a nightmare, but every puppy does it. It's just a thing. It's like their spare energy from the day or whatever. So they've recommended you get, like, you know, Kongs, like the um, the rubber... The band that did this girl. <laughs> <laughs> you know Kongs? No, no, that... <laughs> mate, mate, she fucking Kongs. No. <laughs> No, no, not the Kungs or Kungs, whatever they call it. There's no the, there's no the in Kungs. It was going to be the Kungs, <laughs> Kungs. but um, they decided <laughs> against it Kung. at the last moment. She bloody Kung she does. No, right. right just, um... no, no, let me just explain what we're getting at. On um, stream, <laughs> I asked Dumpy if he knew the song, uh, This Girl. And, and it's one like, da da da-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na. Fucking great song, check it out. And mm. somebody was like, oh, who's it by? And I said, it's by Kungs. So when it's written down, it says, this girl, hyphen Kungs. <laughs> Which then turned into, oh, this girl, bloody Kungs, she does. This girl, she's a proper Kunger. <laughs> she's Kunging all over the club. She's a two-man job to get rid of that Kung. Hey, oh, it's such, a, about the such a grim band name. Tell me about these um, Kungs. So yeah, so you can get Kungs that are like sort of rubber dome things. Um... And you can like so you fill them with treats. So dogs sort of knock them about, and like a treat will fall out. Oh, and yeah, like get them to play. But um, what we've done is you cover um, the inside with a bit of peanut butter, and then um, stick your dick in it, and the dog <laughs> just goes to fucking town. No, you uh, you put the peanut butter on the inside of it, and then put crushed up dog treats, and then you freeze it, and then basically if they're um, teething. The, the coolness like helps their teeth mm-hmm. and also they're like licking the inside to get the peanut butter and it keeps them like really occupied and then that kind of gets rid of their hyper hour oh so wow that makes doing. sense so yeah that's another invention yeah. 50 years ago you'd have just had to watch your dog go batshit crazy whereas today mm. just give it a congy old bit of peanut butter and it'll have a great time zipping it about <laughs> make it make it fucking kong yeah that's all you gotta do we've got a kongy puppy uh, over stump- um, I'm, I'm very proud of you my friend you've got a house because you're yeah. flat, you'd outgrown it. You know, you and you and your girlfriend yes. have definitely outgrown that place professionally and... Lockdown uh, did not help either, where we both had to work from home. And she makes phone calls for her job. Oh, so, God. like, it was a bit of a nightmare. It was bad enough when Linnea worked from home in our house. <clears throat> like, I can't imagine yeah. what it was like in a, in a little flat. So, yeah, congratulations on moving. Yeah. And also so, getting a lovely dog. I cannot wait to, to meet him. Yeah. You've, you've done all right, my friend. And, uh, so <laughs> I've had a big couple months. You have, you had a big couple of months. So since, well, you've got a house and uh, a dog, I have got a TV stand arriving soon. Got a new TV nice. stand. Got it from Thingamabobs. What is that? Is that a shop? It's a shop, yeah. They sell stuff and things. They sell really nice chocolate macaroons yeah. for a pound. 
I like that. It's, it's, it's sort of like B&M mm. or The Range where they sell weird foods in packets. You're like, what is that? Oh, The Range that. is cool. Weird flavors. Remember where I was eating those hot and spicy Pringles um, in between the broadcast? Yeah, 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 the weird in, ones. In the kickoff? They were from yeah. Thing Me Bobs. So I think they get stuff like this, like five years out of date or whatever, and then sell it for half price. Oh, cool. I love that. Mate, I'm, I'm just seeing the adverts on Thing Me Bobs. Signal blocking key hider. Sounds right. And there's also a door opener that like it just looks like a big key, but also the bloke was just pressing the elevator button with it. <laughs> cool. Fair I enough, bet I suppose. They have a massive selection of Kongs. Tell you what, I'm going to search Kong. Yeah, do it. Um, so. Linnea loves this store because she's fucking ADHD and like looking about at all the lights loves and the tat. colors, having a great time. She does love tat. Uh, but they've always got these this really nice furniture. It's like, you know, it's mass produced, but it's very nice looking. And since the day mm. I moved into this house, I was like, oh, should I get that TV stand? And I didn't. And then a couple of weeks ago, we thought, yeah, screw it. Committed then and there. And today it's arriving. Nice. So that's my life update. Nice. I'm excited to see that. <laughs> Wax some pics of that on Instagram. <laughs> I will. Yeah. I'll make an Insta, a personal one, for that moment. Do it, just that. Just the, just the TV stand, which I'm excited about. Other than... Oh, have you frozen? Oh, I thought you'd frozen for no, a man. second. I looked over no, and you were just like... No, no, I'm staring because you highlighted a thing on our dock. And I was like, why? You've highlighted that. I yeah. thought the moment had gone to chat about shitty omelette. Nah, let's chat about shitty omelette. So... Um... <laughs> I thought you'd take it up and run with it, mate. I was highlighting it for you, the host, but it's all good. I'll take it up and run with shitty on that. Before, <laughs> before, <laughs> right? Quick, explain why I call them shitty on that. Unless he's seen toxic. Before BTS started, Stumpy and I, we were having a look at the teams, and there was one that stood out among your NRGs and your Rogues and your G2s that just said omelet. And I remember sending Stumpy a message going, "Fucking omelet! I hate esports." I'm so done with Rocket League. And we were discussing how if Omelette do well, it's the death of Rocket League esports. People will love it. You know the phrase about how democracy falls with rapturous applause or whatever it is. Like it mm. won't be a sort of quiet thing. People will happily vote for it. Omelette are the death of RL esports. And people are there going, woo, go Omelette. Fucking Omelette, man. Fucking. Yeah, Cole's, be been, Cole's had a big week on Omelette. <laughs> what annoys me is that their logo is just a fucking PNG of a stock omelette. <laughs> like, oh, it's so annoying seeing the final bracket of the summer shuffle because you see NRG, Space Station, Envy, Rogue, Plot Twist, Omelette. Our oh, poor eSport. It was that close fucking to tier one and omelet. now it's just dropped right back down to tier five. I hate it. It's Luke Freshness and Lion Blaze. I hate them all for that. I like the people. Omelet. If they'd called themselves... Such a chunky omelette as well. If they'd called themselves, like, Time to Die or something cool, I'd be like, yeah, esports. It's <laughs> cool. Fucking omelette. It is cool. Yeah, Time to Die is well cool. Maybe with a two instead of a two. <laughs> like a you would prefer Time to Die. <laughs> Right, which is a horrible name. Are <laughs> 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 they saying that about themselves? Or is that to their opponents? It would be the new debate. You know how people have always debated, like, is Scrub Killer a killer of Scrubs? Is he a Scrub that kills? Who yeah. knows? A time to die. Is it time for them to die? <laughs> Apparently it's time for this eSport to die. They call themselves Omelette and did well. Tell you what I'm, I'm, I've always been annoyed about is there's that team set to destroy. Mm-hmm. And they never abbreviated it to STD <laughs> in graphics. They always made it like, um, they always called them like set or something. And uh, it always got on my nerves that they never had the balls to call them <laughs> STD. Um, so, speaking of the death of Rocket League Esports, my God, it rose out of <laughs> the, the ashes like a fucking phoenix with RLCSX. Now, we... Uh, somebody suggested on Twitter that we get Gibbs on to explain this, and we did contact him, um, but he is busy as fuck. He's got like a family or something, so he wasn't available till 1 a.m. our time. So, is that uh, a general thing? That's fine. But having a family, <laughs> no, not being available for Gibbs until 1 a.m. our time. Is that is that like is that when he's always? No, he said there's no daycare at the moment because ah, obviously Corona law. Um, right. I've just got us demonetized, um, so he's um, obviously <laughs> having to uh, deal with kiddo. Tell you what, this is a quick thing for me to rant about. I've always hated when people have seen dads about like um, a dad that's like looking after their kid. They call it babysitting. I ah. hate that. 
I've always hated that. And it's like um, you see like a dad like a park or like a TV show. Mm. Uh, they say, "Oh, you're babysitting today." No, it's my. It's it's like, can you like give me some fucking respect? Um, but yeah, so he uh, basically Gibbs was not um available um until one a.m. So um he uh, we'll get one at some point when everything sort of clears up because we love Gibbs. We love Gibbs a lot. But Cole RLCSX season ten of RLCS has gone, what the kids are saying, fucking litty. It's so fucking litty. There's four and a half. I mean, sorry, you know, I'm saying it as if this is news to anyone. By this point, it's not news to anyone, but it's such big news in the world of Rocket League that screw you guys, I'm sorry the podcast late, we're going to go over it again in full <laughs> just so you can hear the, the raw excitement <clears throat> and joy and passion in our voices because... This has been, it's basically everything that we ever Mm. wanted. And to be honest, I never thought we'd get. I didn't actually believe that this RLCSX format was Mm. ever going to be something that we had. Four and a half million dollars across the year. Three splits. Okay. So that means, right, let's, let me, I'm going to try and do this off the top of my head. Because you've been looking into this today. I'm going to try and say off the top of my head. You can jump in if I get it wrong. Okay. For EU and NA, and maybe South America and OCE as well, there are three splits. There's <coughs> not OCE. It's only EU and NA. Okay. Continue. For EU, for EU and NA, there are three splits. There is spring, <coughs> summer, and winter, or fall, <coughs> winter, spring. It's three, there's three splits. It is, go- no, mate. It's fall, winter. Fall is autumn, by autumn. the way, really not in America. Um, winter and spring. Continue. So it goes into 2021. Got you. Okay. And each of the three splits is comprised of three regionals of $100,000 each. Yeah, okay. Oh, and then... It depends how you do your next sentence. Because it's basically, it's, it's three per region and six in total. I, that's, I, meant, I meant per region, yeah. So the EU okay, cool, has cool. three. Sorry, that, that's not Correct. why I said that you're right. But that's what I meant. So EU has got three regionals within split number one. And they're $100,000 mm-hmm. each, so 300000 in total. Meanwhile, NA's got the same. So between them both, $600,000 in total. Mm-hmm. As you do these regional events, you're picking up points. And the amount of points you get determine whether you make it into that split's major which is which would be an international LAN in the future when COVID isn't a thing anymore. But presumably, presumably now will just be a larger regional event. One would assume, which is completely fair. Mm-hmm. And then you compete in that major. And if you finish first in that, oh my goodness, you've just quadrupled your points. You're nailing this event, mm-hmm. and you do that three times, so across fall, winter, and spring. And then, depending on how many points you get, you may make it into the uh, the actual worlds, the big old LAN, the equivalent of what the RCS was before, mm-hmm. which is worth one million dollars by itself and also mm-hmm. as well as all that that's just sort of like the LAN equivalent so it'll be online at the moment that'll be the sort of mm-hmm. LAN type thing the bigger event type thing as well as that you've also got the grid which is a weekly event and you've also got the field which is a daily event and the field doesn't pick up points it's for lower level players i believe but the grid is to sort of keep your points churning along and to keep yourself mm. i think that's like ten thousand dollars a week or something ridiculous as well yeah it's something huge yeah i've not i've not listened to that too much but it's yeah that's mad. another load of money yeah which is awesome um was i close was that so, a decent summary yeah no, no no that was nailed on that's really good um cool. there was something that i found interesting is that um each split is going to be a different format all 3v3 but it's going to be the fall will be a 32 team tournament, winter 24, and spring will be 20. Oh. Um, so mix it up a little bit. I guess they're sort of seeing how they want to go forward with it, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It seems quite interesting. Mix it up. Why not? Literally experiment. You may as well. Hmm. For each major, so at the end of each split, there's a major. Um, they are $250,000 per major. So firstly, you've got $100,000 per regional. And per region, there's three. And then yep. that then feeds into one major, which I believe is split is um where uh, EU and NA get joined up. I believe probably not at the moment with COVID. Yeah, we're well, going by this future. graphic. They get joined up, but I'm not mm-hmm. too sure how that does end up working. Um, and then yeah, then all points earned from splits then go to the RCS World Championships with a million dollars just for the World Championships. By the end of each RLCS season, there will have been four and a half million dollars in prize pool money given out. People wanted Epic to come in big. 
<laughs> when they jo- when they uh, acquired psionics and shit takes time and this shit took time and it is absolutely brilliant because it's also got a format that we absolutely fell in love with through CS:GO right because it features a swiss format so the full split is the only one that we know about right now um, and it's a little bit different to the others because obviously you've got the RLCS9 teams to consider. Like, mm-hmm. you can't have people who have just gone through promotion and it's like, oh, so I did that for basically nothing then. Yeah. Um, which is fair. So, um, all RLCS9 teams um, post the promotion relegation tournament, so the ones that would be going into season 10 now, are going to be auto invited to all regional events. So, they skip the qualifiers. All rival series teams will be auto seeded into the last day of the open qualifiers. Because, by the way, this is a completely open qualifier tournament now. We're going to expect all the RLCS teams to get up there anyway, Mm -hmm. but it lets you obviously get to that point, which is fucking sick. And to get into it, it is a Swiss format. Now, I've tried to condense this down. If you guys want to give this a proper look, go to the Liquipedia page um, for the RLCSX, because Lukash has nailed it with the graph. There's really good explanations. Um... So, good stuff. Triple tabbage as well. There's so many tabs. The poor There's guy had to on. think of like, this leads to that, and then that is fall and summer. So he I saw him so tweet well. out saying, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> but he did, because he's really good. So, basically, um, for the full split, where you've got 32 qualified teams... There's 32 per region. They're going to be placed into two groups of 16 teams. So group A and group B. Then they go through five rounds. So round one will have the top teams play the team seeded eight positions lower than them. So the first um, place seed plays ninth seed. Second place plays tenth seed. Third place plays eleventh seed, etc. Till you then get down to the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, those games then end up happening. Round two will then have any teams that are 1 and 0, so won their round 1 game, play another team that also won their round 1 game, and also it will have any teams that are 0 and 1, play all the other, or play one of the other 0 and 1 teams. I couldn't see how that's figured out. It might be based on seeding again, but I couldn't see. Might be randomised each time as well. Yeah, 1-0 teams play other 1-0 teams, and any 0 and 1 teams play other 0 and 1 teams. These are all best of fives as well. Round three then has any two and O teams play each other, any one and one teams play each other, and any naught and two teams play each other. So basically, as you're as you're going through your win rate, you then play somebody with the same win rate as you. Mm-hmm. Round four then has um, any of the teams that have gone three and O. So in round three, it's where you can then obviously get your third win. Any teams that have gone three and O, you then qualify for stage two. Because essentially, it's a race to three wins before you lose three series. Mm-hmm. You then have any Norton three teams are eliminated. That's them done for that regional. Um, it will then also have any two and one teams play each other and any one and two teams play each other. So you still got teams going on. Round five then has three and one teams play each other. Sorry, three and one teams qualify and any one and three teams eliminated because three wins you're through, three losses you're out. And then any of the remaining two and two teams play another team that is also two and two. Mm-hmm. By the end, you will have a group of teams that have gone three and oh, three and one, or three and two. They are qualified. And you will also have any teams that have gone naught and three, one and three, and two and three, and they are eliminated. It is the best way to do a qualifier into a main event and they then get put through into the playoffs bracket and i adore that system the nutshell of how i learned how this works when i first got into csgo is basically take any given team so take fc barcelona if you're a fan of them and they're in this swiss system you basically want them to win three matches before they lose three matches Mm -hmm. and if they can do that they're through and then they can do the same thing again in the in the stage two Swiss format. It's also really good for seeding as well because seeding often doesn't take form into account, and e- and e- mm-hmm. and in esports, form is sort of often the key factor where the skill sort of seeding starts to be reached. You have teams sort of pop off on the day or whatever, and the fact yeah. that the team that qualifies by winning all three series uh, in a row, in theory, they're in the top form 
which means mm-hmm. that if they come up against a team that squeaked through by winning three and losing two, so they go through with a 2-3 record, then you'll have the team in better form against the team in worse form, which is much better seeding than the team that's better on paper versus the team that's worse on paper. Because, you, mm-hmm. you know, if you have an omelette situation, they, they shouldn't have been bottom seed in the way they were playing, right? In all seriousness. Mm-hmm. So it sort of feeds neatly into the way esports works as well, which is something that it's I'm really so excited cool. about it. Yeah. I really love it. I mean, our first... When I first saw this as part of CSGO tournaments, mm-hmm. I was confused as fuck. So everyone's there thinking, I will never understand how this works. You will. Look at the graph on Liquipedia. Um, it explains it really well. Um, and I'm excited. I think it's such a good move for the RLCS, a great direction for it to be taken in because league play was getting stale. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that they've identified that and they've changed it and they've made it into a really exciting format. And yet again, the esports team have had another win under their belt. They are on an absolute tear right now. I'm so pleased of everything that's coming out of the Rocket League esports department. And the fact that all of this begins in just two weeks' time. We've got two mm. pod- in two podcasts' time, we'll be talking about the first day of this or the first few days of this. This isn't going forward six months into the future because they did announce it quite late. It means that it's not an eternity to wait before it actually happens and mm. we'll run out of stuff to discuss, you know, and, and theorize and plan. This is almost live. It's almost time. And as far as I'm aware, the community events take us all the way to the 1st of August, which is when RLCS... How do I, how do I word this? RLCSX Full Season Regional Event 1 begins on august the 1st and you said the closed qualifier starts even before that yeah the closed qualifier is like in oh, yeah, 29th and uh, yeah it's like at the end of the month is in two weeks yeah which oh. is huge there's just so much and it's really awesome there's so much rocketly going on i love being in a position where i can't watch all of it i really do it's so good but i'm gonna watch as much of rlcs x as possible because that's something that i'm have wanted for a very long time in Rocket League. And I'm, I'm curious, is there going to be a new studio? Is there going to be a new, like, philosophy yeah. in how they present it? Is there going to be anyone new on the desk? There's still a lot of questions that haven't been answered, actually, now that mm. I think about it. There's still so much more to find out about. One would presume it would be the same NA team that have been doing it brilliantly for years, sort of covering both EU and NA. I don't know if that's the case. That'd be fine mm-hmm. if it is, because they sort of know all of these teams from the inside out. But yep. these these are still unanswered questions, which is so exciting. Very, very exciting. Everybody, make sure that you obviously tune in for that, because that's going to be really sick. Otherwise, um, should we move on to? Um, I don't know. Let's keep it. Let's keep it nice and happy with some good news, because another gigantic announcement that has come out of uh, Rocket League Esports at the moment mm-hmm. is that finally, Liquid Team Liquid enter. Rocket League, and they've picked up Fruity, Speed, and Cuxir, and it is a very, very long time coming, this pickup. The first thing I want to say is that I'm so pleased that this wasn't leaked, and I'm a hypocrite with regards to that. You know, as soon as uh, Shift Esports put something on, I'm there clicking it, going, oh my god, I can't believe this Mm. is happening, I'm a glutton for it. But equally, when there's not a leak, I'm like, oh, I didn't even know about that, that's so sick. Mm. So I'm part of the problem, I'm well aware of that. But equally, when when it's sort of, when there is this massive surprise, it's exciting. So, Mm. well done to Fruity, Speed, Cooksit, and everybody who knew for keeping it under wraps. But also, uh, congratulations to all of you. I mean, all three of these guys have had their struggles. Speed and Cooksey, mm-hmm. they've really uh, found it tough to to find their new third after Scrub mm-hmm. Killer left in awkward circumstances at the start of uh, Season 9. So that was Season 8, whenever it was. Oh my god, I'm getting so mixed up with it all. At the start of one of the seasons. <laughs> and then Fruity, of course, being dropped by Oxygen was tough for him. He's found a happy mm-hmm. home. He's back with Speed, who's been struggling yeah. for motivation. And based on his Twitter, he's not been enjoying the game so much. Speed entered Salt Mine as well and was like trying to make a tear through that. Speed beat Scrub in a Salt Mine, which is yeah. amazing. And I'll tell you what, I casted Speed versus Exotic, the game where Speed rage quit in game three, and Exotic scored 60 goals. And Speed looked crap at once. He looked like he didn't care. Like, you know, yeah. it, was, it was fine. It's not his game mode. We weren't ripping into him or anything, but it did look like he didn't, he wasn't that bothered by it. And I expected him to not turn up for the rest of it. And he came back. And the, the next day and beyond, he mm. was so much better. And he, he wasn't lucky against Scrub because that was qualifier four by then. 
and he just improved and improved and he's got his it head was down. Such and I wonder if that series. coincides with this liquid thing happening, which sort of gives him mm. his motivation back. Because a happy speed, I've said it before on stream, is a really good thing for this scene. So hopefully this yeah. is the start of good things for him in particular. Yeah, I'm very happy it wasn't leaked, the announcement. I DM'd yeah. Fruity afterwards and just like, holy shit, congrats. Like, that is awesome. And he just replied saying, honestly, I'm just happy it wasn't leaked. Like, hmm. I'm so happy. He was happy that he was able to, that the community was all able to react together to a confirmed yeah. announcement rather than 20% of people on the subreddit saying, yes, this is happening, and then others sort of arguing. Then when it comes out, it's then a case of not being excited about the news. It's then being happy that X person was right or whatever. Mm. So, no, it was really awesome. And I absolutely love that Team Liquid are involved. Huge, huge org. Literally founded Liquipedia, if people didn't know. Um <laughs> Which is madness. Um, yeah, really, really awesome. Something that isn't quite as awesome, um, but is ultimately his choice, is that uh, podcast guest um, of yesteryear. First podcast guest as well. First, our first ever podcast guest, I Ignite. He has ended up retiring from Professional Rocket League. He's had a long and seasoned career. He was there with Envy in the Season 5 uh, LAN. He's won, mm -hmm. what's he won? He's won E-League with Weedem Girls. He, Only two years ago. As well. Yeah, I know, I know. And then Remco's retired as well. He popped off in the Gfinity Elite series alongside our mate Doomsy. And he's just mm -hmm. a lovely guy. And above all, maybe not above all, but above all for me, he, he is my Rocket League man crush. I've always had, you know, I've always had a large amount gorgeous. of respect for Ignite. Yeah, yeah, he's always been my pick. So that's a shame. I've lost <laughs> some eye candy. <laughs> but no, I, I just remember Ignite bursting onto the scene. As he's this. just a piece of ass to you. <laughs> he's not he's not oh, i was gonna talk about his rocket league i remember him bursting onto the scene as just this relentlessly aggressive intelligent bull chasing top corner finishing monolith of rocket league i had so much respect for the way he played i always have mm. and uh i mean i it's a shame to not see him give rlcsx a go because he's mm -hmm. a, a player that i always rooted for and i was i was upset that as monaco Went not and nine because they were so close. Just to yeah, I know. They, oh, they came in. They came to the rival series in such a good way as yeah, well. Like, no. Yeah, um, but he ended up tweeting. Uh, this was on July twelfth, so two days ago. So it's about time I officially retire from Rocket League. It's been an unreal journey playing this for so many years. I, I feel like at that point he's referencing um, flying with us to uh, Las Vegas for season six land on the plane. So sure. yeah, that's what he's referencing. It was a little wink to us, I reckon. <laughs> From uh, amateur to pro. Traveled the world. I met so many lovely folks. Again, I think that's a wink and a nod <laughs> towards me and you. Um, but now I've got to focus on other things in life. Thank you all. Again, third reference, um, Power of Three once more. Reference to Sir Pab NHD. Uh, for the love... Um, that was a reference to when me and him played chess on the little screens on the plane. And not going to lie, I fucking smashed him. But I was very <laughs> humble about it and he laughed a little bit. Um, and support, fifth reference in a row. Um, it was uh, when he was in the back of the uh, massive American car that we got from the airport um, but, uh, to our hotel for season six land. So again, just a little wink to the camera, that one. Uh, just that support one, over the sort years. of lights everywhere. We were watching all the casinos because it was at night and wow. we were just sort of like basking in the glory. I think I've got a video still because we were, we were with Metzenoris, his then teammate yeah. as well. And it's just a really nice, really nice vibe in that fifth reference. Yeah, it was really lovely. So yeah, no, we are, we're really, really big fans of our Ignite. Um, and he says that um, he's got to focus on other things in life and he is incredibly driven. And I'm really excited to see where he ends up and see what he ends up doing because I've got no doubt that he's going to get to the top level of whatever. If it's esports, if it's not esports, whatever. If it's fucking plumbing, he's going to get to the <laughs> top of the in the world of plumbing and I back him to do it. Maybe he'll have a Marky Dudar style return in a couple of years. I mean, I haven't even talked about mm. that. What did we? I can't remember on a podcast uh, where James Bott reached out to Marky Duda and got him involved in some of the yeah, earlier community tournaments. He was involved in Salt Mine as well. Uh, Johnny Boy got Marky Duda to join him with all of us, which was good. Him and Smellsworth. Mm. Uh, so maybe we'll have Ignite on the desk just, just doing his clever analysis. Because ultimately, you know, we non-professionals will always sort of I, I i like to think we can give some decent analysis but when you have a pro player former pro player you can always tell that they have that little yes, bit extra yeah. uh context so hopefully going forward with the rlcsx there will be more of these fallen pros that can find a happy home 
on desks and commentary and wherever else. Finally, we have released a new video. Uh, it was it's a sequel to um, a video that had a very very good reception. Um, Ten uh, Rocket League bad habits you probably have, um, <laughs> and we have then released a sequel to it. Ten more bad Rocket League habits you probably have. Um, so make sure that you go and check that out. It was um, uh, I, I I tweeted this out, but I always like doing those because coming up with the jokes and stuff for it, it's We've obviously got the script for it, but it's very much an improv um, mm. uh, script. So we just kind of uh, look at it, read through um, what Carl has written, and then kind of chuck in jokes ourselves. We kind of um, see what works, see what ends up happening. And then I just I do about four or five takes for each line that's in there. And they're all just different things. Some are just shit, but some are quite funny. And then Ryan just got <laughs> and Doomsday, sorry, our, our editor. You guys know Doomsday, Ryan. Um, he ends up uh, picking all the best bits and makes <laughs> makes me sound funnier than I am, which is awesome. That's what I do with these podcasts as well, mate. I cut out all the ums and uhs and I make us sound witty as fuck. That's why we can't have a video. People would know like how much we talk <laughs> over each other and how much, you know. These podcasts, like the average podcast, I'd say, is about an hour. The actual mm-hmm. recording time is about 95 minutes because we are just fucking going to town. We are arguing. Mm. We're bringing up shit from four years ago. Like, I didn't even Mate, think you this, remembered. cut this, cut this. I didn't Mate, even think this. you remembered to, to, that, that I forgot to pack your Speedos when we went to Insomnia 58. I thought there might be a pool there. But, you know. Just get over you it. Know, that's fine. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. You didn't let me do a paddle. I'd use a little sink in the bathroom instead. It just child. was not the same. Well, you are a child, no, it was mate. not the same. Okay, cut like a mate. baby. Oh. Everybody, thank you very much for listening to episode 45 of the Subpar Policy. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, again, if you want to support us on Patreon, probably not worth it. But if you would uh, like to do it anyway, um, make sure that you head to patreon.com slash subpar but in HD. We also have a second podcast channel. Um, if you search subpar C full on YouTube, it should show up. Otherwise, it's on our main page of um, subpar but in HD YouTube channel where you can click on it and um, uh, give that a subscribe. And you can see when these episodes come out as soon as possible. Otherwise, anything else, Cole? Yeah, I just wanted to say that there have been uh, there has been a couple of weeks before this podcast came out between them, and hopefully that won't be the case again. Obviously, there's been a lot of movement, mm. and we've had a lot of uh, work in. Like for example, the salt mine that was literally all week. Do you know what I mean? So we were we yeah. were sort of had our complete focus on that, and then this weekend we were busy. So hopefully, we're now going back to a a quieter period where we can focus on our streaming, focus on our podcasting, focus on our YouTubing. Yeah. And focus on the stuff that you guys listening to this want from us. So thank you for being patient. And hopefully normal service will now resume. Bye bye.